Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. This is episode 56 and my name's Darren Connell. Before we get into the show, I would like to speak about the sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Michael Burns from Lamb Solutions Limited. Michael Burns is a tradesman that specialises in multiple trades. If you're needing your kitchen done, a bathroom fitted, anything like that, get in touch with Michael. The weather's been really bad this year. A lot of people are having frozen pipes and floods and stuff. He specialises in that as well. And he also fixes your gutters and all that type of stuff. So the information and the number will pop up in the screen. Get in touch with Michael Burns. There's also a discount available for Straight White Whale listeners. So if you use the code Straight White Whale, you'll get a discount. And he's also guaranteed you a one-year warranty. So you can't beat that. And as always, we always like to give a shout-out to people like Brothers in Arms. You know the deal by now with Brothers in Arms. They're a good mental health charity that are based in Scotland that will help young guys that are struggling with their mental health. The same way back on site. I'm doing therapy way back on site. There's lots of numbers on their website. Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, The Samaritans, all that stuff. I know this time of year is pretty mental for everybody. So that's back on side, um, Brothers in Arms. Um, anybody else, Paul? That's a pretty... Well, since our guests and we'll give a shout out to Sticky Vicky. She's been working in Benidorm for the last 50 year, pulling light bulbs out of holes. So. And how would that help someone with mental health? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Bit of sunshine in Benidorm. I know that that would help me with my mental health, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm maybe sorry. that's why I'm fucked because that things like that help me with my mental health. <laughs> But aye, all the numbers are there. It's in previous episodes. If anybody's struggling, listen back. Also, if you're a fan of the podcast, please can you like and review and give a wee five-star review on Spotify. Your support and love is appreciated. I need to talk about the Patreon. Patreon, £5 a month, you can access the Patreon. Um, you're getting all sorts of benefits to that. I'll stick a light bulb up Mars and I'll actually like make it light up <laughs> a fiver a month. Right. So anyway, that's all that stuff out the way. We're mixing it up this week. A couple of weeks ago, we got Scott Agnew in, Scottish stand-up comedian. And now this episode, we've got a new guest called Ross Daly. Ross Daly is also a stand-up comedian. All right. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> just I don't know where my cue is there, man. No, it's I'm, all right, I'm, not, mate. I'm not a guest on many podcasts, so I don't know when my cue is. I just I totally fucking missed it there. I was too busy thinking about Sticky Vicky. I, I got all Paul unsettled me there. I was all flustered and aroused. But thank you very much for having me. It was brilliant to be here. There wasn't a cue, mate. I just was admiring you dressed up as Santa. I thought it's it's what are we on the new? We're on the, the 20th of December, five days to go. I'm feeling Christmassy. I've got mega Christmas fever this year. So I thought I'm going to go all yes. Christmas day. You look like Santa, but Santa that's had a really tough fucking life. <laughs> I, look, I, look, I, I look like Santa when he just found out he was getting the fucking job. He's like, are you joking? <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, I, I, no, I don't know. you know what this you look is... like? You look like Santa's died and he's passed the fucking business on to his son. He's <laughs> Santa and son, Santa and son. <laughs> and I'm wearing my finest home bargains, uh, my home bargains Christmas jumper that I've got a wee nick in. I'm totally gutted about uh, but yeah, I love. I'm actually feeling really Christmassy this year. I would if Santa wants to get in touch, and he's looking for a, a helper this year. Honestly, count me in. I'm mega Christmassy this year. In a way, you are like Santa because you do food deliveries, don't you? I do. Yes, uh, I've done deliveries. Uh, so I, I'm. I'm not really built for going down the chimney. I know Santa's got fucking Vaseline in abundance. Actually, Santa's workshop sponsored uh, by Vaseline. Uh, that's how we get something down the chimney. They're just pumping that shit. For, uh, he's factory full of that shit. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I've got to go through the front door, uh, which I suppose is a nicer surprise. Aye. And if I get, I could, if I get some cookies, I love cookies. By the way, like I love cookies. See, as opposed to like some people, I don't know, like cake, like sponge cake or chocolate cake, I'd rather a cookie. 
a one year I get for my birthday cake. It wasn't a cake. It was a cookie, a giant cookie, and a was, giant cookie. I think it was like Millie's or something. Oh, right, okay. I might have made the wrong name, but it was fucking Dino. So right. I, I'm happy being sat as long as there's cookies coming my way, and I get it going to every children's home in the UK. Right. I think we've just <laughs> you on the spectrum, you can't. I used to do deliveries as well, but I was the I was like my brother-in-law's partner. I'd take the deliveries up to the door and keep the tip. Ah, right. What I, type of mental shit have you had happen? I've not really had any... You never have to know. My biggest fear is going up like the tapia close and there's some guy there with a knife going, I'll have the food and the money and you'll be going back with nothing. That was always like my biggest fear. I've never had it yet. Uh, so that that's my biggest fear. I've never had any mental encloses or anything like that. I'm going to folks' doors. You get some right fucking knob right you get folk who you would maybe think are, are, are on the spectrum because i've been to doors right and i went there's your order mate it's 15.95 and you think he's hitting me with 20 pound i'm maybe going to get a couple of quid that's 15.95 mate and he goes just take a 16 oh wow you are a fucking what a legend what a gentleman you are you know what i mean a whole of five pence ram it up your fucking arse you know what i mean but that's, that's Pennies make pounds. That's very true. Just a shame that no everybody's like that. Just eats killing it, man. Just eat kills it. You don't get you don't get a lot, man. You get to the door and folk are like, oh sorry, I've no change. I'd, I'd rather you just didn't say it, man. Yeah. And well, just rubbing it in my face that what I could here's what you could have won. Well, for yeah, people yeah. listening to the podcast, um Ross is a very funny up and coming stand up comedian that's doing very well in the circuit. Uh recently he supported me. And a couple of my gigs, uh, the tour, my first ever tour, uh, Inverness in Aberdeen. How many, see when I first booked you? Yes. I never knew that you were under 100 gigs. Uh-huh. And that completely blew my mind that you were <laughs> under 100 gigs. I don't even think I'm at 100 now. I, I think just, I've done some since, but I'm, I might be literally at the 100 mark. I've not counted up. I'm going to do that next week because I've got my new diary for next year. I can't believe that, man. I I don't know, man. It's just people always say that, but I think there's a big standard coming through in the open spots now. I think there's a lot of folk out there who are maybe hitting a hundred or underneath a hundred, and you, it's just I don't know. I just think the standard's really good. Mm-hmm. Keeps me looking over my shoulder in the nicest way possible without being parapet. You know what I mean? Because I was standing in the wings and I was watching you in Inverness, and I I was totally. I couldn't believe that you were under 100 gigs and oh, you went up man. and you did like 25 minutes. It took me about two years to do 20 minutes because I was just getting five and 10 minute gigs. So well in, mate. I appreciate that, mate. Thank you very much. I think a lot of that comes down to, I don't know, I was a salesman for years, man, just fucking blagged it. No, but I don't know. I think I said this to you before, like I had probably 10 years of sitting on it without doing anything mm-hmm. like see when if you look at open spots or whatever and they're doing they're doing their gigs and that's them getting better and that's them getting learning. and then in between that they'll do their wee fives i think a lot of people when they start stand up they've maybe had two months or whatever before it where they've done their bits in the mirror and they go right that looks good so i had 10 years when i was a wee guy probably starting high school and trying to think about where life's going to go and how it's going to go and what I'm going to do. I think I was unfortunately tuned in to the harsh realities of life and financial stuff. And I kind of thought, I don't want to be doing a job where I'm having to get up, crack a dawn, not getting into late at night, making bare minimum, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I thought, what could a day that would pay the bills and I'd actually get up from my work and go, I can't wait to go in. Just try to achieve happiness. And I remember watching Mock the Week and Live at the Apollo and all that stuff and going, I would love to do that. But it wasn't because I went, I'm really funny, so I would do well at it. Mm-hmm. I just never have had a problem speaking in front of people. So see, like, do you remember in secondary school when you went into English and you had to do your talk, your five-minute talk on, like, capital punishment or something? It didn't bother me. So when it was like, it's them to want to go first, I'd be like, I oh, fuck it, I'll do it. Because it, it just wasn't something that phased me talking in front of was people. Was that a talk that you had to pick yourself? I kind of remember that, actually. Aye, mate. Aye. So the, like, I think the first one I ever done was actually like a hero or somebody you admire. And I think because I was just sort of getting my season ticket and all that at the time, I picked Ali McCoyst. 
because you couldn't really pick any of the players we had then because it was like Dean Shields and fucking Anista Stargiriu and all that, you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, you, what age you? 24. Wow, man. So I started secondary school in 2010, 2011, something like that. Has that just made us feel old there, Paul? No, I met fucking. What were you doing in 2010? Mate, I was fucking working down the mines. <laughs> <laughs> 2010 uh, when was that 12 years ago i was probably I, just fucked in asda with a coke habit <laughs> i was just starting to get my fucking sideburns man in high school that's what i was doing and, and i just I'd, I'd already done 10 years in a band by that point so seriously <laughs> i fucking i my first gig in a band was in 2000 wow when i was 16 i was two year old man i was still sucking on mammy's teeth I just but this public speaking thing never bothered me and I remember going I'd love to be able to do a job but at the same time do something I'm good at and I think I say subconsciously I think I fucking knew fine well I was trying once I got that idea in my head I thought let's try and be funny because mm -hmm. up until secondary school I was actually quite shy um didn't want no that I was like fear I didn't just couldn't be bothered just didn't want any limelight and then I thought about that let's try and be funny you try and be funny and if you throw a hundred fucking stupid comments at the wall, two of them stick, you know yeah. what I mean? Or one of them sticks. Um, and I kind of thought, I'm actually no bad. And then with that, you hang about with boys you're growing up with, their partner's good. And you just sort of, it just comes on naturally. But behind the scenes, I was probably watching all this stuff, watching Lee Evans DVDs, John Bishop, Boyle Bridges, all that sort of stuff. But watching, not so much the material, <clears throat> but watching what they were doing. Mm -hmm. How did he say that? What was his face like when he said that? You watched Bridges' first ever um, DVD that came out. And I can't remember the joke he does, but he does that with his face. He goes, what that? Joke's not that funny, yeah. but that made it. And I thought there's loads of wee different things you can do. So for 10 years, on and off, I'm sitting in the mirror doing our people's material to myself. But mimicking their mannerisms and how they do it. So by the time I actually eventually took up today, and I will still say that I'm, I will still say this now. I don't think my material is, wow, what a brilliant like comedian has stuff so funny. I just, I don't know. I think I hit the ground running because I'd already been doing the other donkey work for ten years and my materials. Plus, you can't be too harsh on yourself. You're you're under a hundred gigs. You've probably not even found your voice yet. To be honest, no, changes all the time. It's very just getting getting used to the system. A lot of people listening to this podcast might not realise that you have got a podcast in the same studio. And Paul is also the producer of that. Paul produces everything that comes out of Glasgow, apparently. We put that clip up uh, not long ago and somebody commented on why is every fucking Scottish podcast in that studio? And I was like, because Rebel City Paul's a goat, mate. Like, that's why. But yeah, we Also, we, why does it matter? I know. It's like watching BBC and saying everything's filmed in the fucking BBC. <laughs> it's all in that fucking same industrial unit. Um, yeah. But I, we, we started up the podcast. The podcast was actually going to start before I done comedy. Uh, but Biddy, my co-host, he's just brutal to get a hodder. Yeah. He just hums and haws at everything. Mm -hmm. He's just brutal. The Pie and Bean Show. The Pie and Bean Show, yeah. We called it that because years ago when we were on the Xbox being guys being dudes uh and i was slaughtering him for being a mink again half a critical because i'm the biggest mink gone um i was just winding him up saying you're a mink eat pine beans for your dinner every night no and this went on for about an hour he's like no i don't no i don't and after about an hour his mom walked into the room and went craig that's your pine beans ready i was like you're fucking dancer man oh my god so it was just full circle uh, and i'd been sitting with that name in my head for years uh, so that's why we, we called it that um, and it's been good it's good fun it's very it's very challenging at times but I do like it it's a good laugh mm -hmm. it's a good laugh getting to date and just come in here good, he, needs to, he needs to come out of shell a wee bit more I think, I think he's, as much as he says ah, I don't, I'm not bored with that camera and the lights I'm like yeah. yeah a wee bit I was like calm down well he's a likeable guy I've been on the podcast before and uh, you can check out the pie and beans I'm on you've got good dynamic thanks sir uh, like an ant and deck dynamic. I think we've got that. Uh, I've got the big four done because I'm going baldy and that's how I've started wearing hats. <laughs> I and when deck was in rehab, fucked. We had his pink colour addiction. Oh, for fuck's sake. So was it like, is this like a, a matrix moment that you, you work with Ross and me separately in the 
we're all together. Uh, it feels like uh, feels like we're having some sort of like threesome, some sort of weird sexual <laughs> encounter. Uh, I don't know what to do with myself. It's like crossover episodes, isn't it? Because I was shown on as well and stuff Mate, like that. Like you, crossover sorry episodes. to butt in, but you do look like a cock. A what? Like a cock. What, like I watched my missus getting railed? Aye. No, it's, the, it's the jumper, mate. I don't know why. Do you think I look like a cock? It's, it's cock vibes, mate. I don't know, man. Santa cock vibes. She doesn't, she wouldn't let me watch. That's how, that's how bad it would be. She wouldn't even <laughs> let me watch. She's just like, get your silly fuck, man. I'm going to need to ride your dad and you're fucking going to stay to make my dinner or something. Pine beans? Yeah, pine beans for dinner, man. <laughs> every, every night. And she's up the stair. So. Like daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of questions for you. Go for it. Where was your first gig? My first gig was Monkey Barrel Free For All, November 2021. 2020, what year are we in the now? 2021. November 2021, uh, Monkey Barrel. Uh, it was free for all. At that time, I was looking for loads of gigs uh, trying to get started, basically. So, naively, I applied for King Gong in London, which is a gong show. If anyone doesn't know what a gong show is, it's basically you get five minutes. The audience is hostile as fuck, and your aim is to get through that five minutes without them holding up three red cards to get you off. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand the severity of it. Um, managed, so I signed up for that, and then that was only gig I had. And then I seen that pop up because I'd emailed, I'd emailed them saying, "Oh, eh, I'm trying to start up. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me out." And they just pinged an email back going, "We're starting this back up. We used to do this before COVID, so come come along." So I finished work, and I went to Edinburgh and my working gear, eh, my boots, and all that. I went up and done five minutes. I remember the first joke I ever told. It's shocking. And I just remember, I was because it's like they put the names in a hat, you don't know when you're on. And I thought, fuck it. And actually, when I got there, I went, I went down the stair, and the guy that was taking the names, he's like, you signing up for the night, mate? Mm-hmm. And because it was loads of comedians, I was like, oh, I was like, no, mate, no, I'm just, I'm working through here. I just thought I'd pop in and see what's happening. He's like, all right, okay, any barbell, what's this is what's on the night. So I then went up the stairs for a ciggy night, and he came up, and he goes, and we're just blathering. And he says, do you know what I sign up? Do you know what I try it? Knowing fine well, I'm here to start doing stand-up. I'm like, oh, I don't know, mate. I mean, look at the statement. I'm in the I look like Johnny Vegas and Nick Knowles of a love child, right? And he laughed. Looking back, it's not that funny, right? But he laughed, <laughs> right? It's not that funny. But it's he, quite funny, though. But he laughed at that. And I thought, and then that was my segue. I was like, he's laughed at that. He says, I fuck it, sign me up. And I went down and I signed up. And I sat there for about an hour. First half an hour shining myself, and then the second half an hour going, right, come on. Mm-hmm. I thought, if I look the part here, I'll no look at a place, because it's always either open spots. So there was people that was good, and there was people that maybe no so good. Also people trying it fucking first time, all that sort of stuff. So I was like, fuck it, I'll go for it. And then they shouted my name, <clears throat> and I went up. And the first thing I said was, how we doing, Edinburgh? We good? Ooh. And then I went, I'm buzzing to be here in Edinburgh. I'm buzzing to be here in Monkey Barrel. I'm buzzing because I've got tits. That was the first thing I ever said in that microphone. And it got a chuckle. Right? Looking back on it, it was like a rupturous laughter, right? <laughs> the way I like to think about it, but it was a chuckle. And I thought, all right, cool. And then I said, my name's Ross. I'm 22 or 23 stone. And that got a laugh. And that still is the opening gambit to the set every time. Yeah. That stays. Uh, and then I started talking about being an electrician because I was in the work clothes. And I'd done crowd interaction because it was a boy that was up before me and he was a joiner. Mm-hmm. And I says to him, What is it you? Because he was on before. I says, What is it you do, mate? And he went, like, I'm just doing shit or something. I'm just doing shit upstairs. Like, what you're taking a shit upstairs? Just, and it worked all right. Yeah. Done a wee bit of crowd interaction. And then for that, met Open Spots, who told me what today, get involved in the forum. That's where you'll see gigs. Mm-hmm. A guy asked me to go and do his open mic on the Sunday, Robert. I love Robert Bats. First guy ever asked me to do a gig. Um, and then for there, I just, Kept going and going and going. So um, it was pretty an all right first gig then? It was all right, mate. Do you know what? It was it was more like an a for, sit, for sitting on it for a long time and going, I reckon I can do this. Cause you don't know what it's like once you're in it. Obviously your your whole idea and world changes once you're there. But before it you just have a normal person's perspective of it and you think, I can do that. Like everybody always says that. I've heard people say that to me after guys, oh, I think I could do it. I'm a bit of a storyteller. I'm like Billy Conley. I'm like, all right, very good. No, you're yeah. not. You're fucking Shug Feaster house. Right? You're no Billy Conley. Aye. Um, it's like everybody's da. 
Aye, basically, uh, it's like I'll get up at Christmas and put my fucking horn in the mantelpiece, and I'll tell you a wee funny story, and it turns out it's severely aye, racist. Aye, other uh, horribly <laughs> sarcastic to the point that it's like child abuse, and then when you finally break, they're like, "But Billy Connie in the pub said it once." Aye, exactly. So that's uh, I think that was maybe my perception. It wasn't like I'm bugging Billy Connie. It was just like I think I think I've got the ability. I don't think. You know, I think I've got the ability to be able to go and give it a go and see how it goes. And it went well. And I thought, oh, well, we fucking started it now. Good I, think it I think it's really interesting the way that you uh, you said that you started with a mirror. Because the first time I seen you, the thing that differentiated you for everybody else on that bill was how, you, wasn't it what you were doing? Wasn't it the material? It's how you were on stage. Like, you made me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. see sometimes i see a lot of sort of open spots and you can feel very uncomfortable when they're on stage you're like you know your asshole starts going you're like oh no man <laughs> you're feeling their nerves but see because you went up and it was you were really comfortable on stage i was like hi he's the best guy in this bill but it wasn't because of the material because some of the other guys were doing good material but mm-hmm. it was their nerves like there's one in particular i'm thinking about it was these nerves that made his set no so good mm-hmm. his material was fine but just the way he was on stage. So I think that's interesting that you spent ages in front of a mirror. Yeah. I think it, I looked at, I just looked at it and I went to the stand a couple of times beforehand before I started. I went to Red Rose. Yeah. And I thought I'm going to suss this out. <coughs> I think Sorry. A, no, you're all right. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that don't, they don't stand back and go and look about. Research. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you wouldn't just start something with it. It's like, said that in our podcast with alan i said there's no point you don't want nobody wants to look the dick nobody wants to look the dick putting yourself in that position there's a good chance you're going to look like a dick mm-hmm. so try and do everything you can to alleviate that and i've said that i think there's a lot of better open spots out there to me in terms of on the paper when they're writing yeah and i just i don't know do you ever get that in the music world paul like have you ever gigged and you thought oh my god they're dying on your their ass and like they walk off stage and you're like unlucky mate or like because when you're dying your ass in comedy it's like so obvious and oh, everybody the, in the room feels mate, it's it. the exact same the only difference is is that you've got a couple other cunts to sit there and greet with you when you're sitting but it's the exact <laughs> same thing and i think like on what we were talking about there i've seen bands that have got you're like fuck me man that was a tune but they don't carry it mm-hmm. they can't they, and i've also seen bands that are like amazing on stage mm-hmm. but their tunes are shite and the place goes mental for them do you know what i mean so i think like i, I think a mistake i don't know i'm not a comedian maybe a common mistake that's made the people at the start focus too much on the jokes yeah rather than just getting their craft on stage and then going right now i can build the material to back up what i'm doing on stage just get comfortable on stage i don't know mate i'm not a comedian it would petrify me fuck's sake absolutely petrify me to get up on stage and wear a mic just me and a mic and have to talk to fucking a room full of folk yeah uh, see anybody that i'm the opposite because i've been on stage in a band and that was petrifying so to think about the first time you're ever going to walk out to a crowd on a stage is going to be just you a mic and talking about yourself or your fucking hell man that's i think that's scary shit man i admire you for doing it because i wouldn't do it thank you mate I get so many. I work with comedians and people are like, oh, you talk shite in motors when you've got to gigs and all that. You should maybe try and do five minutes. Like, get to fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. No chance, man. I know you, you'd do well, mate. And see, the thing is, the, the comedy game has changed so much. So you know how you're talking about, like, shite open spots? They're just filming it and putting it on TikTok now. So oh. they're dying in their ass in front of your room and now they're dying in their ass on TikTok. <laughs> on the internet. Ah, uh, mate, I don't understand why they do that. I look at some things, like, I've sometimes watched it fucking live and then you're on TikTok and you see it or something you go, why? Why have you done that? Like, did you not get the message the first time? Fucking bin it, know what I mean? Or work on it. Don't You wouldn't put out the fucking first draft. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking bizarre. I've got a question for the Perrys. Like, is it different in that regard? Like, you could go and die in your hole in the stand, say, right, on a Saturday night, and nobody's laughing, but you clip it and it works on the internet. Is that a different thing? Because I think they're they cross over don't they you're like storytelling and but i don't know man what do you think 
I've seen it with compares, mate. I've seen compares clipping stuff, crowd work, and on the night it's been all right. And then they've put it on TikTok and it's like a million views. So you're, I think you're right there, mate. It's totally different. Um, I've also seen like old material come back with comedians mm-hmm. on TikTok. Like, like Lee Evans failed in 1994. Mm-hmm. Just resurface and just go. Yeah. But you're like, that's not that funny anymore. Because it's like 20 year old. It just brings back a happy memory when it first came out. Same with Bridges when he posts all his stuff. He's not putting stuff out of his new too. It's all stuff he's done before. Peter Kay's doing it as well. I yeah. seen it the other day. It was like my full recommended feed was like Peter yeah. K clips for yeah. like live at Blackpool. And you're like, oh, he's Aye. back on tour. Yeah, so man. obviously his PR team are like, mm-hmm. get the, get him on fucking TikTok. Get these clips out there. But he, he looks fucking burst, man. I've not seen him. him. I'm so sorry. He looks no well. Mate, I think he looks no well. I seen a wee clip of him on TikTok and he... It was a stadium tour and he was literally, he looks absolutely fucked and he was like that into the mic. I can't even order garlic bread in a restaurant <laughs> anymore. Wait, I met him. He did uh, Strathclyde, no, uh, Cali Uni. Oh, used wow. to be the asylum, was the old student union in Caledonian Uni. And he did the Freshers Week one week, mate, and he fucking smelt like a hobo's shoe, man. <laughs> like, he came out after it. He wasn't that big yet. It was just before he was on the cusp of that, like, pure superstar. Um, so my Freshers Week would have been 2001. So it was around about that sort of time. And uh, he came out into the bar to, like, shake hands and blah, 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 mate. And he was fucking stinking, man. Like reeking a bo, he must have sweated during his performance. Aye, um, I know, but I there's a difference between see when you smell somebody that's been sweating fresh out of shower. Mm-hmm. Like if you come off stage and you're like you've got a bit of bow and or somebody who's literally like you're smelling fucking knob cheese for about three weeks ago, <laughs> and he was definitely in the, the three week ago. Category. So you reckon Peter K is an absolute from under merchant? I don't know what that means, but I knob cheese from under the table cheese. I just remember getting slide rotten for that one out of one of my pals. That was try- I think I was actually trying to fire into my current missus. Uh, I say current, like I'm getting ready. I'm not all of you. Uh, and I remember saying, oh, fuck man, it's just not happening or whatever. Or I don't think I'm doing it. And he's like, how does she know like from under not? And I get absolutely backstaffed at I was like, no way. <laughs> just for the, the listeners out there, I don't have knob cheese. Uh, well, we've all been there. Aye. When we were 12, hopefully. Well, I had pu- puberty hit me like a train when I was like 13, so I was probably getting fucking, I think I was getting pubes and fucking knob cheese and BO when I was like eight, Fuck's man. Sake. Mate, I had seen primary four, I had the fucking pedo tash. Primary mm. four, I had a pedo tash. By the time we left primary school, and I now you've got the pedo beard. Ah, oh, mate, it's an absolute fuck. Ah, oh, mate, this beard is, is in the nightmares of all children. More like garlic bread and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell you could grow an absolute fucking monster of a big beard. i mean i've got a big beard Aye. but i don't have the growth that you've got it's too itchy i think at times and i can't be bothered to oil it i'm very lazy like that you need to get through the moral into self-care you need to get through that you push through that you know i think you could grow an absolute fucking beauty yes of beard. get beard shampoo and all that i'm growing a beard as well yeah for the babes no other reason mate babes and that's babes. that mate it's a, ma- a beard is a man's makeup <laughs> that is why I have one. You ought to see me with a staff. I look like a fucking out of date egg or something. I've had, I've had, <laughs> I've had this beard since uh, 2016, and I have nightmares about what I look like underneath this beard. Oh, I'm not being. I don't want to put MD in it, but I think about straight white whale wants to do a, a charity event or something. We could get that shaved off. Like and... a, you get to fuck. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if you were hiding something under. Do you want to see a photo of me without the beard? I've seen it, mate. I want to see a Show Ross. I'll, I'll put it off. up on the. I'll put it up on screen. It's my passport photo. I'll. Uh, I'll try and. Um, I'll. I'll think about my passport number so that nobody can steal my identity. Ginger bastard. Who's oh ginger? mate, aye, the, the beard goes ginger, man. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's, a, it's apparently it's a it's a I don't know it's a sign of. I don't know what it's a sign. I can't even remember. I get my hairiness from my moist side. I do. Oh my god, why do you look like Eastern European in that? Do you think it looks heavy Eastern European? It looks like a mad fucking money mad guy with a GTA 4. Aye, man. That, that was a, so that was the last time. 2014. That's when I started growing up. Why Wait. did you start growing up? 
It was around about that time where every cunt was. <sighs> Unfortunately, I've kept it past the hipster stage. I'm in post hipster beard stage now. When fucking brisket started getting. Popular. See when people started getting burgers out and fucking chopping boards. That's yeah. when I started growing the beard. <laughs> Did you used to wear like straw hats, like all the mills and all that? No, no, no it wasn't no, that no. kind of hipster. No, no. Remember the hipsters? It was like chinos. It was like a hoop top, and it was like a straw hat. I had the hoop top, and the I, skinny jeans, and the pointy shoes, and the aye. And it was like a mad satchel or something. It's like a Burmese sketch in it. It's like looking like a fanny, but pulling a hair and there's a bird. Well, I made done one. It's Kelvin Grove Park. You seen the Lamy sketch mm. where he's pure Dana dance? Like, oh. Oh, that was me. Quality. Before the beard. I've never changed. I've been black t-shirt and denims my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was. Up. <laughs> I, you've got to wear black to look slimming, man. That's how you do it. I know. Well, well, you're saying myself. I'm a fat cunt. I just, I thought, just like I, black I thought, t-shirts. All right. I thought we were all just coming hard at both sides of the spectrum. <laughs> Sorry, Aye, we're, all, totally we're, we're, we're all a wee bit fat here. Like, there's no, there's no hang there. There's no, no shame. Need to try fucking no fat shaming. <laughs> Even though, um, I'm not going to get into that. Fuck it. How are you going to say? I'm on a weight loss journey right now, and I feel triggered. <laughs> oh. What's your weight? What's what's? How's it going? Have you, have you, when do you weigh yourself? Have you done that yet? I've not weighed myself. The last time I weighed myself, I was 20 stone. So. No, we may earn that. 29. Ah, fuck knows. I've not weighed myself. No, me, I mean. No, you, sorry. This is turning into a bullying podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do about Christmas, but? No, I'm going to be a fat cunt. Aye, good. I'm going to eat whatever I want. Quite right. You've got to do Christmas, right? You've got to eat Hummels. Mm-hmm. Do you know what always used to fuck me up years ago when I wanted to go on a diet, right? Now, I've just came to terms with it. I'm no good with diets. Used to be the sweeties. My mm. mother, God love her, was is like notorious for that. She could buy you all the presents in the world, but there will be hundreds of sweets that will be getting tore into in the coming weeks through January. And every time it hits February, I'm like, more fucking dying. Yeah. Man. Aye. Do, like, do you come from fat family? No. Eh, no. Eh, my dad's quick. My dad's skinny. His dad was a bit tubby. His brother stays fat. So he probably does have the same sort of metabolism levels. My maw, my maw done the Cambridge diet for years and lost hundreds, but she has, she's, she's a big tubby bitch. She'd be a yo-yo dieter. Aye. But she, she's got fibromyalgia. She's fucked, man. So she just lies in bed and gets fucking tore into Reese's pieces. Wow, that's heavy good, man. Sounds class. It does sound class. I'm so jealous here. So aye, she's, 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 she's a bit of a chunky monkey, but she did lose hundreds. Uh, nah, they're not really like, oh, I know what you mean. It's like nutty professor in it. It's like that sort of thing. They're all like fat bastards. Nah, it's not really like that. It's no. just something doing metabolism. I just got, I just didn't get any metabolism. I was pure born with a short straw. All right, mate, we're going to give you a mega flat heat at the back. We're also going to make it huge. And you should see the primary one photo of me. Oh, for fuck's sake. I remember at the time the guy was taking the <laughs> photo, taking fucking 12 steps back. He's like, fucking hell, I can't get a crack in it, man. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Do you have the beard then? No, the beard, sta- the beard started primary four. <laughs> <laughs> primary four of beard started. I remember on the last day of primary seven, or one of the last days, the 2010 World Cup kicked off uh, in South Africa. Greatest fucking World Cup ever. And for some reason, I was wearing a vest top to play football, right? Because I must have thought I was the fucking much nuts. And I remember doing that. He wiped my sweat and I had a wee armpit here. But by this point, I'd wee chin, wee chin, sort mm-hmm. of bum fluff. You know, put milk on it, a cat would lick it off. Uh, and then by the time we got to the high school, first and second year, it was almost a fully formed beard. It went down here and down the neck and the tash. And then by the time like fourth year hit, I was a man. I was I was I was like full blown man. I'd mere fuck some of the teachers, not I mean some guys. I was I looked like they're fucking that. I never get picked for the school football team, right? I was shite, right? I couldn't kick my own ass. And when we went to high school in fourth year, we all started dressing smart. Right, because that was the thing that was supposed to get you the Mace Fangita, right? So we dressed up in like suits, um, just a black suit. Some people what? had blue trim around them, like to show you were a prefect or whatever, and school blazers. Right. The school did enforce it as well, but we were a wee bit ahead of the curve. But I didn't, the blazer I got with the blue trim, um, my mom shrunk at the wash, I think, because uh, it didn't fit me <laughs> after a while. So I just bought a black one. I needed a black suit anyway. Because I played balls when I was 16, so I needed, like, I thought I'm going to need a gas suit anyway, so I just got one, which was great, because I used to get sell in the shops on my way to school, because I used to wear a duffel coat, so I used to walk in like, all right, big gym, 
10 Mayfair or 10 <laughs> GPS. That's what I'm at. And the good days when you could get a 10 snout. Um, and then I remember staying back to watch a school game and just standing with my suit on and a duffel coat watching. And a teacher for our school coming up and going, so what is it you teach, mate? Oh, my God. And I was like, get fucked. I was like, mate, I'm 16. I'm one of the pupils. He's like, ah, I know, very good what you teach. But you're an arsehole. And then I did play football for a team. And we were playing away and we'll guy one day. And I was on the bench as per. And as I come on, somebody shouted, oh, that's unfair. You can't bring your fucking bus driver on. <laughs> I thought, oh, If you'd have made it professional, you'd have been one of the cunts. There'd have been a stewards inquiry playing on the 21s. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, this cunt's 40. <laughs> still all moving. Aye. Aye. I'd never get in a woman's team anyway on the fly, put it that way. Ow. But I... I've always looked like a fucking Alki Pedo. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be That's, the title of my friend uh, show, Alki Pedo. <laughs> That's getting clipped for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no context to it. Straight away, well out of context, Ross Daly, Alki Pedo. That's me. So, um, have you ever seen a dead body? No, mate, I've no. I've no. I've been in a room next to one before, but I've never been, I've never actually seen a dead body, no. You've been in a room next to one, but you didn't look at it? No, it was like I can't get. I was like family in that, and I was just like, uh, like within a coffin. No, it was recently passed. Right? How did you know? Look, <laughs> <What? laughs> perplexed. How were you in a room next to a dead body? Because I thought they were all trying to play a joke on me. I thought I was oh, going to go in and right. go. Oh, that's very sad. Then she's going to go like ah, bah, and I'm like ah, fuck, not me. But no, I just I don't know. I've never seen one. Seen one? I have. I've I seen mean, a couple. Would you like to answer first, and then I'll go with mine? I I've seen a couple. I've seen my dad. Oh, really? Aye, traumatising. Thanks for that. Sorry, Walked <laughs> out for no, years, I've man. Seen, I've, seen a, I've seen a couple of dead bodies. I've seen a guy lying dead in the street. Like a homeless dude. In Glasgow? Aye, down at Trongate. We were walking by and it was my mate was like, I think he was dead. And like, how? And he was like, his, leg, his legs and his horns were blue. Wow. So aye, I've seen a couple of dead bodies. Oh, I take it there's there's different levels. If you're seeing a guy who's dead like outside or whatever, he's that that's obviously going to be different. But they say well, like, if you go in to see like a body in a coffin, it just looks like they're sleeping. It's weird. It's they a, don't they don't look like they're sleeping. They look like they're made out of rubber or something, man. It's pure. Ah, it's strange, man. You know they're dead. Aye, put it that way. The souls left the body, uh -huh, sort of thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. So who have you seen dead? Sorry if I opened some wounds there, by the way. No, it's all right. I was, sorry. I'm actually waiting for him to cue a joke here. I'm waiting for him to see. I, I, I took Ross to Aberdeen. They died in his fucking hole. That's what I was waiting on. <laughs> Seen a few dead bodies on stage. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Not a couple of years ago, I used to be in the boys' brigade and anchor boys and stuff. A and couple of years ago, as an adult volunteer, sorry, because when I was there, I was very young. Just no, as, as a child and teenager, I was part of the right. boys' brigade. Right. I wasn't a volunteer. <laughs> I'm a fiendian bastard, mate. I couldn't <laughs> be the fucking boys' brigade. I'd melt if I walked into the boys' brigade now. Anyway, um, when I was a kid and, you know, we went away on a camping trip and it was like at a boffy mm -hmm. and we were walking up a set of train tracks and we seen a body in the bushes. What, like stand by me? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> am, I getting, am I getting fucking punked here? <laughs> Basically, I stand by me, mate. I watched it last night. All <laughs> oh, right, have I called that? Have I called that early doser? Thanks. Aye. I was, I was gonna, I was thinking, is he gonna be like tell this, tell the fucking the, <laughs> the story of a movie here and see if he guessed it? Basically, I. I know I'm only twenty four, but I've got a very good knowledge of pop culture references. It's cause I was giggling, man. He's like, I, I seen a body. The horns were blue and i'm sitting here thinking that's not going to be funny now <laughs> <laughs> let me go first <laughs> sorry mate sorry but i uh, know i've never i've never seen a dead body i don't think i, I don't know if i'd want to no I, I was in the i've seen a dead homeless person as well years ago uh but i no i mean i have seen a dead body merry christmas everybody <laughs> uh, merry christmas <laughs> guess what i'm bringing down no. your chimney this year i was in the boys brigade though and it was good anyway let's talk about aberdeen uh i've put a wee note here um did you enjoy it i did enjoy it i enjoyed the full experience i learned a lot from it however why do you sound like you're talking in a hostage video i don't know because I feel as if I didn't earn my fucking stripes that night. I uh, I did enjoy the gig, Darren. <laughs> I learnt a lot that night. <laughs> a red laser on his <laughs> uh, Do you know, I don't think I've done particularly well, right? I think I had an off night. However, recently, a few weeks ago, 
I was gigging with your other support act uh, and for and guest the other week, Scott Agnew, I was gigging with Scott and I love Scott to that. And I was saying to him about the Aberdeen guy, I says, fucking don't know, man. You know, that's kind of explained. And he went, he says, it's all right, don't worry about it. He says, that's no, he says, Aberdeen's a funny one. He says, Chick Young, right, this is how far back going. Chick Young said something like, I done a gig in Aberdeen and they'd a chuckle to themselves two weeks later or something like that, right? And he says, that's what he says, that's how far back it goes. And then Roscoe was there and he's like, fucking, I fuck Aberdeen, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. So I kind of, I mean, do you know what? Okay, I'll take that on board and I'll kind of, no pat it entirely doing that. I know I just had, had a bad day at the office and I get sent off sort of thing. But It wasn't exactly a bad day at the office, mate. It was a strange uh, night. Obviously, the previous promoter was a cowboy, so he just stuck us in any venue. Yeah. So essentially, we were in a conference room in the back of a hotel. I uh, never sold any tickets. There was 20 ticket sales, and then 10 of the staff were there or something, maybe 15 of the staff. And then it was just like they were almost puzzled that we were there for the get-go. Aye. <laughs> and... Uh, but through my experience, instead of letting it get to me, I thought, well, I'm here, so I might as well just give it my all. Mm. And it turned into, a, I thought it was a great gig, mate. Aye, a fucking it was. brilliant gig. But uh, the two, time I got off. <laughs> what about the woman, man? Remember the two women? Oh, fuck me, man. I've never seen anything so horny in all my life. Mm -hmm. Explain, explain. Before MD starts drawing conclusions, me and Darren didn't go up the stairs and start having a fucking force somewhere. Do you know what I mean? We just shagged each other. There was no point in bringing them up. But the, I don't know, they just, they, was, they were hanging about, which is fine. You've paid money to come and see, especially you, right? That's fine. You know, you're on the telly for fuck's sake, right? You know, you've got a big podcast and you're known and they've obviously paid money to come and see you. Why would you not want to hang about with you? That's fine. But it just got to the point that they were drinking me and drinking me and I'm just like, use a wrangling at it here. Get away, you get the, the inclination i'm like and then fucking their nephew showed up at a neighbor with his missus and i'm like ah, what the fuck's going on i'm like I'm, I'm like let's get a kebab and go to bed they said something during my set and one of them they were sitting there with their ma a 70 year old woman mate she was sober and they were white wine paralytic drunk and one of them told me to get my dick out and then after the gig they were very touchy feely and oh, stuff and sake, the ma really? was just sitting there devastated oh, man, man. To be and fair, I, when she shouted to get your dick out, I thought, that's a fair shout, no, I mean, I was like, well said, I'd like to see that and all, but... When I was in play music, man, Aberdeen, you always get your hole. I don't know if it's maybe just... I could have got my hole that night, but then that cunt fucking shared a room with us, didn't he? Why'd that stop you? I wouldn't have bothered. Mate, I'd, have just sat, I'd have just sat in the fucking hangman FaceTime with my missus. Holiday <laughs> rules. Aye. Get on your sleeping. Have also, a, uh, uh, he can't get on his sleeping, man. You should hear that cunt <laughs> snore, man. Oh, my God. I actually got my tail out of that, man. I actually thought, like, I was there that night thinking, no way, man, I'm a single guy. I'm on the verge of getting my hole cut to four in the morning, and he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no the nicest sounding thing. It's 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 cause I'm big and I smoke, and my lungs are little bagpipes, mate. They're fucked. I just, I make horrible noises. It's not even, like, snoring noises. It's, like death trying to crawl out a fucking soul it's just it's horrible noises man it's like pagan ritual shit um so he was well within his rights to shout at me <laughs> I, did, I, I, did, I shouted oh did you aye i was like monty fuck <laughs> <laughs> and i woke up heavy spangled right and i'm like oh. that way you wake up totally fucked in the middle of the night and i'm like what the fuck's bob if he scots god in my room get to fuck man you know what i mean <laughs> shouting abuse again <laughs> is it like i've like farted a couple of times and woke myself up <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever wake yourself up with a big, a big in, not a big one of them? I woke my, I, oh, 100%, I've woke myself up before. Do you know how I know I'm getting old, right? I caught myself doing this, having a pint the other day. I was doing that. I was resting my hands on <laughs> my belly. belly. I was like, I just caught myself and I went, you ugly, fat bastard. I was like, no way, man. It'll get to the point you see guys that rest pints on it and all that. Oh. You're being a wee bit harsh on yourself there, mate. Oh, it's off the cameras and you want to see me half it, man. I love myself. Yeah. <laughs> so going into the new year then, what is the plans for Ross the Comedian? Uh, Ross the Comedian next year is actually do as much as I can and create as much as I can. Um, the good thing about the podcast is it's easier to clip. 
the cameras are here, you know what I mean? It's very, I, I can't be bothered doing the clips for the stand-up. But it's because I'm no scripted a lot of the time. Into, oh, I'm, no, I'm no scripted, I know exactly what I'm going to say. But the point A to point B is never the same. And when I'm speaking, because I feel like it's so natural, it's harder to, like, clip with subtitles and all that. So that's a big thing for me next year, is trying to put as much content as possible to grow me as much as I want to grow the pod. Um, it's got to be massively... I need to get about. I yeah. need to get about, man. I need to get about like an absolute tramp because I don't do enough. I'm stuck in Glasgow. Don't worry, there is a financial, obviously, aspect to that to try and get a bit more. I want to get down south more if I can. I want to get over the rest of the country um, and do that. That's, that's a big thing for me uh, and work my way up to... I headlined a gig recently and I'd done half an hour. Oh, I'd done half an hour and I went, a lot of that was material. So I'm kind of like, I want to see how much I've got by the end of next year. And that, see the fringe as well. That scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. You don't need to jump into the fringe. No, it's just even getting there for like wee spots. I don't know what to do, man. It just seems like fucking mental. I don't like yeah. going day mine solo show, but it's just like getting there and going, what the fuck's happening here? It's just, I don't know. It frightens yeah. me a wee bit. I'm too, I don't like my depth, but it's just looking about. And I'm like, this is pandemonium. Yeah. I was like, can we all just bring it down? It's like that scene, it's like scenes in the Matrix or something where Everton's going miles, 100 mile an hour behind you. Just fucking, I don't know, I'm a weirdo. I don't like spaces. I don't like mad public spaces either. I can't go to nightclubs and it. Yeah. I can't, like, I went to my masses. I was asking you what your plans are. Oh, sorry, I've told you what man. Hey, I just... <laughs> gr- <laughs> You're I having know, a man. breakdown saying you don't like open spaces. I, I know, I, mate, I don't. <laughs> my, plan, my plan next year is to be able to stand in the room with 100 people and not be the centre of the attention and not feel as if I'm having a fucking panic attack. That's my fucking goal. I don't know. Uh, try and... Just improve, just keep improving, build a platform, try and build a wee fan base for the pod, maybe even for me. Um, Good, mate. And just fucking work on me. Work on me. And what is, so if somebody was looking for your podcast, it's the Pine Bean Show. It's the Pine Bean Show. It is, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at the Pine Bean Show. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very active. You want to go on Instagram because that's where we put Dear Biddy because I can get an anonymous link. Mm-hmm. So if you want to ask my co-host Biddy a question, which I will chip in on as well, and so Paul, uh, and maybe even if I've got a guest on that week, um, they'll chip in as well. Um, you do that on Instagram, you can send it anonymously because I know, I felt as if we weren't getting enough traction, mate. Some people were kind of like reserved because I could see who was sending them. So as soon as it put anonymous, folk were like, Biddy, how much do you want? You fucking pulling your plug, big man. That was just, that's how it went. Um, right, so that's the name of the podcast. Fucking hell. Aye, I'm not very good at <laughs> advertising. I'm shite at advertising myself. I'm shite at it. Aye, it's a right. Pie and Bean show. Fuck it. Darren's been on it. Watch that episode. That's the, good. The Pie and Bean show and your Twitter is Ross Daily Comedian. Uh, comedy. Ross comedy. Daily Comedy. I changed all of them because they were like on three different ones. I was a marketing fucking failure when I started that. Totally fucked it up. Right. So there you go. Right, so if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> Ross is a very funny comedian. I mean, he's been hit with a shovel at some point, but <laughs> give him a follow, add him on Facebook, he's very funny. It's like little Nicky in it when he gets fucked with a shovel in it. It's like half his face is pure. Cassius, you can't go up to earth, no. In it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you've done, man. It's like, get in the flask, Adrian, get in the flask, man. <laughs> I love Adam Sandler films. There you go. I think you took a dare good podcast, by the way. Thanks, so. no. Aye. Got to start one up. What we call it? Oh, I meant to ask you. You called the episode with Scott Gay White Whale. What you calling this one? Orange that, White that Whale. That was Paul that called it Gay White Whale. What? I, I came up with the titles. Oh, do you? What you call uh, it? Sometimes Orange? they get kiboshed, don't they? They're a bit too. They're a bit too far. Oh, thanks, so. Have you had a few that are a bit ropey? Like just one. Just one. What was it? Was it just out and out like join the clan? No. Can't remember. <laughs> I don't think it was offensive. It was because it was quite a se- a serious podcast, and we're like, "Can we call it?" Oh no, I said, "Can you call it?" Thank you for being my friend. That's right. That aye. was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can't remember what what I called it. I would say, oh, gravy tits or something. <laughs> <laughs> gravy tits. What's um, what's the plan for you next year? I want to know that. Uh, the plan for me is I never expected the podcast to do so. I never really expected to start a podcast this year, uh, like this podcast. I never expected it to do so well. It's just as well we started it last year, then, isn't it? I know, I was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> do you see me have a visible brain fart there? <laughs> uh, 
the plan for me next year is to gig down in England more, London, um, probably get an agent for acting, um, do a live podcast show with Paul, mm-hmm. and then just regarding the podcast, um, get my guests in, and that's it really. I don't set myself crazy goals in life. I just small realistic goals so I can achieve them. See, if you could have one guest, dead or alive, who would you pick? There's Paul one. will hate this. Paul will absolutely despise this. He's got a thing about it. Harpo Marx. And Groucho Marx. That's when our Mahid man, that could be fucking Andy for a while, I know. You don't know the Marx Brothers? What? You don't know the Marx Brothers? What, they can't come up with communism. Oh my God. Will we wrap up, Bill? Don? Yes, we're going to wrap up with that. They're old school black and white comedians. Google them and give yourself a fucking education. <laughs> <laughs> I no, man, that's, that's totally I'm, not the idea. No. Is that who you would get? Aye, Aye, quality. Comedy heroes. Yeah. Or, uh, I was going to say something really horrific there, but let's just rap. You about rap? Aye. You cool with that? I am absolutely cool with that. Aye. I'm talking about rapping as in singing, though. No, hey, wait. Christmas time. Come on, everybody. It's like, Christmas time. I like, I like the Sugar Hill Gang, man, for rapping. <laughs> What's that go like? Instead of hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip You don't stop a rocket to the bang bang boogie, stop jump the boogie, the boogie, the boogie, boogie. There you go. Sorry. Thank you very much, mate. No, anymore. Thank you, everybody, and um, have a nice Christmas. Last one of the year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. By the way, did you know every single time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings? So, on the year everywhere, then? That's actually... If you're going factually accurate with that, that's... <laughs> so somebody... One born every minute, one dead everywhere. That kind of... What I'm going with? Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.